everyone. Today we're going to be talking about hauntings and deaths in amusement parks. Um, my name is Karen. I'm Liz. I'm Wyatt. And I'm Elise. And I'm going to start us off with Kings Island. So Kings Island is a large amusement park in Mason, Ohio. It's actually a pretty new park because it was opened in 1972. And the first deaths I'm going to be talking about are actually really interesting because it was three deaths on the same day. But two what? of them, what? two of them were like in a separate incident than the other one, like completely separate. Although I was like really shocked by this because I was like, how do three people die on the same day without like all dying together? But it was also Oktoberfest. So I think that kind uh-huh. of explains a lot. How have I never heard of this though? Like, it's like you never hear, like Kings Island is pretty close to here, but I've never heard of this before. I, I didn't even either. hear about the one person. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the first incident that happened on this day um, was a man fell in a pond that happened to have an exposed electrical wire. Um, oh so I'm not entirely sure if he was like immediately electrocuted or what was going on there, but basically two people jumped in to help him. And they oh my God! Oh, God. <laughs> I remember hearing about that story because I remember as a little kid I would go to Kings Island a lot, and I was like, I want to jump in the lake. It looks oh fun. Gosh. My dad's like, Oh, don't do it. You'll get electrocuted. There were two people. That, there were people that died that way, and I'm like, Dad, what? Yeah, it's kind of a messed up way to <laughs> I wonder if it's like the koi pond that <laughs> I know it's like one with a fountain, but the big one. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was um, like. What I always wonder is, like, did they see him being electrocuted? Like, why would you go in if you see somebody I being electrocuted? I guess to help. But, <laughs> but the sad thing is the two guys that went in to help him, they actually died. And the oh. original guy oh. survived. He, he survived. Oh, gosh. So oh. he he was hospitalized, but he survived. I but would be... <laughs> <laughs> that is so unfortunate. It's like yeah. anti-karma. But the same day, this is completely separate... Like an hour later, um, there was a there used to be a ride there called the Flight Commander, and it was like um, it had these individual capsules that were like two people capsules, and you had a joystick where you could like control it, so you could mm-hmm. flip it upside down, and then mm-hmm. you could move it up and down up this tower, and the tower goes up to like sixty feet. But it turns out that there was a design flaw where oh, there was no <laughs> seat divider, so. If you are alone in the capsule, theoretically you can slip out and get to the other seat, which doesn't have like a locked restraint. So um, on this day, there was a woman named Candy Taylor who was riding it, and she was in a capsule by herself. And somehow, they're not entirely sure exactly what happened still, but the running theory is she slipped into the other seat, and the restraint wasn't locked, and then she fell 60 feet down and died. Wow. Um, and when uh, she died, she had a blood alcohol level of 0.30, which is highly intoxicated yeah. if you aren't familiar with that. Um, so that is also probably a contributor. So moral of the story, don't get really drunk and go to Kings Island. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Um, ironically, the next story also has to deal with getting drunk. It's the most well-known death in the park, and it's the death of 17-year-old John Harder, who was at Kings Island for a grad party when he, uh, yeah, when he graduated high school. And he was also highly intoxicated. It's unsure how he got a hold of alcohol, but either way, 
you had to be pretty intoxicated to do what he did, I think. Oh, and also a fun fact, this was on Friday the 13th, so it makes oh, extra no. spooky. So basically, John uh, was separated from his friends and his girlfriend at some point. This was when the park was like just about to close. So it was pretty late at night, um, and Kings Island has a model Eiffel Tower, which I believe is like 50-ish feet tall, maybe higher than that. And so John sneaked into like the premises and he um, climbed all the way up the tower, which I think is impressive by itself. <laughs> it's like <laughs> being drunk and like climbing up 50 yeah. feet of stairs. Gotta give credit like, where credit's due. I can't even do that. And then he also climbed over a 5.5 foot fence to get to the emergency stairwell. That man was determined. And um, I wonder what was going through his head. <laughs> he was, I gotta he was, get up he there. He has to get up there. And so this is also, the details are a little vague on this as well. But um, to the best of my knowledge and what I found, he was on a beam like near the shaft so he was standing out like on a lone beam near the elevator shaft and an employee took the elevator up for whatever reason maybe they were looking for him because his friends were looking for him or they saw something suspicious and when the elevator started going up the counterweight started going down and Mm. it hit him and knocked him off the beam and he fell all the way down the elevator shaft on top of the elevator while the employee was inside the elevator. Mm. And that's how he died. Um, so <clears throat> that's all I have for the, the deaths. But in terms of hauntings at Kings <laughs> Island, there are a couple notable ones, which is strange because it's such a new park, and yet it's supposed to be one of the most haunted parks in America. Yeah. So the first one I have is one called Racer Boy. And this was a little boy who is seen like along the tracks of the roller coaster called the Racer. He's usually mm-hmm. in all white, and he's believed to be the ghost of a little boy that died on a separate ride in Coney Island because the trains used for the Racer are the same ones used for that ride. Mm-hmm. He was found dead on the tracks of that ride. And so it was believed he was killed by the trains. And so now he is at Kings Island where the trains are. And then the final ghost I have is one called Missouri Jane. And she appears as a little girl in a 19th century blue dress. And sometimes she runs out in front of the tram tracks, causing (laughs) drivers to slam on the brakes. And then she disappears. And the theory behind her is that um, when Kings Island was constructing one of the parking lots, they unearthed this old cemetery. No, that's like, never good. On the premises, yes. Should have been an Indian burial ground. Yeah. Don't, you get don't the, want to mess with those. <laughs> and you get the trifecta. But she ran out. I mean, she runs out on the tram tracks, and um, she was possibly there because when constructing the parking lot, they found the graveyard, and they found this gravestone that had a little girl named Missouri Jane on it, and she was like a five-year-old girl. And as far as I know, the primary theory as to how she died is she drowned in a nearby lake. But um, th- since people keep seeing this little, this ghost of this mm-hmm. little girl, and then you have this five-year-old girl in a grave graveyard nearby, it's like that's what that's yeah. what they think mm-hmm. it is. So 
that's all I've got for Kings Island. Gotta say, I don't, I don't think a lot of people have a knack for naming ghosts. Like, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Racer Boy was really like. I wasn't very creative. Yeah, no. kind of, no. <laughs> kind of lacking, in my opinion. I like that ride though. <laughs> it's a good ride. Yeah. All right, so next I'm going to be talking about Disneyland death and hauntings. So to kickstart this portion, according to the Los Angeles Times, apparently it's somewhat common for a person's dying wish to have their ashes dumped on Disney rides. Yep, I've heard that one. Most popularly, the Haunted Mansion. But I don't know why. (laughs) I feel like the one that I've heard the most about is... um, Splash Mountain because that one has like water in it and but why? like I'm, I mean I'm, so, like, so they can have fun. My mom <laughs> joked about having her ashes spread in the haunted mansion because she loves that ride so much. Like she she would ride it like she wrote it seven times last time we went. Like she, she like that's how I know about the ashes thing because I heard they had like she was talking about it and she's like imagine having your ashes spread and then you get getting sucked up in a vacuum from some employee. Right. <laughs> and I'm like that's so like, dark. But, like, <laughs> but, like the theming is there, but like that's not a good idea. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then another well-known haunting in Disneyland is Walt Disney. So everyone knows that he had an apartment over the fire station on Main Street and that the light in the window is never turned off for a tribute to him when he died in 1966. But before the tradition even started, um, a cast member turned off the light and left the room only to come back and find the light turned back on. And she even said that she heard a voice that said, I'm still here. (laughs) That's ominous. Yeah. And according to Alex Matsu, an author, she believes that Disneyland is haunted because it is such a prime source for paranormal activity due to the energy from all the bunches of people and all the electricity at EMF (laughs) running around the park. That makes sense, I guess. Ghosts are energy. Yeah, and in class, Dr. Hackett also told that story about the fan and the laboratory. So that that made me think about that. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah, where it was like, there was a fan that was like making people uncomfortable with like, I don't know who it was. It's a specific, yeah, specific like vibration wave that it's on. Yeah. It made them like hallucinate. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in 1974, an 18 year old employee was crushed to death between a revolving wall and a stationary um, platform yeah, inside America Sings attract- attraction. <laughs> um, apparently, she was in the wrong place during a ride intermission, and it was unclear whether this was due to inadequate training or a misstep as the ride had been only open for two weeks at this time. Oh, I mean, I feel like if you're able to get into an area that easily to be crushed, there's Anyone. not adequate safety barriers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this ride was closed for only two days and then replaced with breakaway walls instead. See, so, there you go. And then the most, my favorite part about <laughs> my research was the Dolly's drop in 1984. <laughs> in 1984, a 40-year-old, 48-year-old woman, Dolly, 
was killed when she was thrown from the bobsled and struck down by the next oncoming bobsled. An, an investigation found that her seatbelt was not buckled, but it's unclear whether the victim unfastened it or it malfunctioned. That's, Ever, that's oh. like a weird, like, reoccurring theme, I feel like. It's like people, like, get thrown off, like, rides, mm -hmm. and nobody knows what happened. Yeah. Like, whether there was a malfunction or... Mm -hmm. or On their own. Yeah. yeah. Ever since her death, cast members who are required to walk the tracks when the ride shuts down say that they can hear her, and some call the section of the track where she died Dolly's Dip. And the lights... <laughs> well, I think that's very awful. No, yeah, that's, that's not... So I don't... I don't know. And the lights in the tunnel never seem to work. Which is I wouldn't be walking through that tunnel. Yes. Yeah. And um, other cast members and staff said that they have felt a presence or seen ghosts mm -hmm. or felt someone watching them while they were doing their walks at mm -hmm. night. The usual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then also, 20 years before, in 1960, a teen boy also stood up on the Matterhorn while it was moving and died. Matterhorn has so many what? stories about it. It's like... I do hear a lot about the Matterhorn. Wouldn't want to ride that, I don't think. all these people standing up on rides. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's the equivalent of putting your hands up. Yeah. Uh, was it Oktoberfest at Disneyland, too? Oh, no, dude. Oh. That's banned. <laughs> that is not Disney appropriate. You cannot drink. I feel like whenever, like, the, this is a different ride, but Space Mountain, like, I feel like whenever I ride that ride, I'm worried if I put my hands up, like, I'm going to hit one of the beams because it's just, oh, like, yeah. a straight dark room, mm -hmm. and the beams are so close to you that, like, I always keep my hands in because, I'm like, there's this one section where you, like, go through and go down. There's beams, like, right above you, and I'm worried I'm going to, like, lose an arm or something on that ride. I don't know. Even at that point, like, if you're going on a ride that fast and your hands are up, like, I feel like you could, like, break your shoulder bone. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if they fly You're back dislocated. hard enough? Yeah. yeah. But according to the Los Angeles Times, the park has claimed to have changed the seatbelts. Claimed. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see. And lastly, my last point is the first suicide in 1994 at Disneyland. So, this was the first suicide that occurred at Disneyland Resort, and it it involved a 75-year-old man jumping from to his death from a ninth-floor balcony of the Disneyland Hotel. I I tried finding why perhaps yeah. he did this, and I could only find that reports said that he was carrying two notes with him, one in Chinese and one in English. And I couldn't find anything to the effect of what the notes said. What? That's so. mysterious. That's like... Why choose suicide in Disneyland of all places? And I that's think to make a statement. I feel like that's like I, was he planning on doing it in Disneyland or was he just sort of like there and he was like, Man, like this sucks. I don't know. Yeah, I think he was there by himself and he was only checked into the resort maybe two days. So Yeah. It sounds like he was almost planning to to go there, but I don't know. I feel like some people just go to well-known places sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery. Okay. Now, um, my uh, topic is uh, all the Six Flags parks across America. So we got a lot to work with. Lots of content. <laughs> um, see, it, 
you'd think it would be a lot of content. I really couldn't find like an overwhelming amount, which is what I was kind of expecting. Um, but probably the most infamous uh, story is about the Haunted Castle, um, which is located and constructed at a Six Flags Great Adventure in the late 70s. And it was a walkthrough dark ride, so basically like Haunted House. It was a dark ride without the actual ride part. Um, and it, the concept was a haunted medieval castle. And occasionally it would feature actors that played famous monsters like Frankenstein, Dracula, but also a real-life murderer <laughs> named Lizzie Borden who, oh. like, axe-murdered her parents in Mississippi or something. Oh, which I love... I, that doesn't love fit that I was very fascinated at why that was in the attraction. Um, <laughs> but that's not even, like, the main point. Um, so... The attraction itself had a capacity, it, it had two sides to it. Um, they would only open one side during like low hours and they would open both sides during busy hours. Um, so like the maximum capacity they could take was like a thousand people, which was pretty crazy. Um, so on May 11th in 1984, a fire broke out at 6.35 p.m. while 29 people were inside. Um, this was while one, only one side was in use. Um, so most of the guests managed to escape, but eight teenagers were trapped and killed inside the attraction because of the fire. Um, so fire departments from surrounding counties had responded, and they got the fire under control about 7.45, uh, but by that point, most of the attraction was destroyed, um, and the bodies weren't found until, like, a thorough search of the attraction afterwards. So that, that I feel like that was, like, an hour or two afterwards, they didn't find, like, the bodies. Um, and I also read, I don't know if this is true or not, but I also read that they, the bodies were, like, unidentifiable, and the reason they couldn't find them is because they thought they were, like, props or mannequins. Oh, no. And it, that was, that's, yeah. That's extra creepy. Yeah. It was, just hearing about it is enough to make you a little bit icked out. It's very creepy. Um, so they were subsequently indicted on the charge of aggravated manslaughter and accused of neglecting to take fire precautions for the attraction. Um, and this was because the local fire department had never done an inspection on the attraction because it was deemed as a um, temporary structure uh, because the entire thing was constructed inside of like rolling trailers, so like kind of like a truck trailer almost um, is what the attraction was like made out of. Uh, like ones that joined together um, and even though the attraction had been open for five years at that point it was still considered temporary which is that's crazy how can you not have fire inspections <laughs> yeah. on like a dark maze that has <laughs> yeah like a thousand it had it has it. like strobe lights in it too and like oh, fog and everything gosh. just <sighs> that's like not good recipe for disaster right there yeah and it lacked any sort of permits, like any building permits. It didn't have any of those. It lacked fire and smoke detectors and sprinklers. But Six Flags of the company in this um, lawsuit, they diverted the blame by saying that it was started um, as an intentional arson and that no precautions would have prevented the fire or, like, the deaths because of it. Um I mean, you should still be able to easily escape. There should be clearly yeah, marked, they're... like, red exit signs yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Even now in mazes, they have, like, arrows that point you to an emergency yeah. exit on the floor. Exactly. And then while they were found not guilty of the charges, they still had to pay, like, millions of dollars in civil damages to the families. They should. Yeah, <laughs> as they should. 
So, like, the creepier parts about this, there have been, like, a few ghost rumors related to the incident, as kind of expected when something like that happens. Um, people today say that... Uh, so there's, like, a bumper car track where the uh, castle was today, um, and people have said that they've heard, like, strange clicking noises coming from it while the ride, like, isn't in operation. And there's also, like, disembodied chatter of, like, people talking and laughing to each other. Um, but I feel like the most disturbing thing that I heard about it was from people who had gone to the park the day afterward. And they had only... So, like, the day after, apparently they had only taken, like, the bodies out of the park a few hours before the park opened. And people could still smell, like, the smoke from oh, the no. fire. And that was just, I like, feel like heartbreaking to me. The park should have been closed for really? yeah. the day. <laughs> Eight people died. It's like your neglect caused, like, the deaths of all these people. And you're like, oh, but we need like, to, well, we need to, to keep it money. money. <laughs> the smell. The like, who would want to ride yeah. that? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. And it was, like, burned apart pretty bad, too. I saw some photos, and it was, like, just huge holes in these like trailers and I was like that there's I don't think they should have opened back up that day no Mm -hmm. all right so the next location is Magic Mountain which is uh north of just north of Los Angeles it is probably the one I found the most like haunting activity for when I was researching um so first the ghost of uh, a young boy has been spotted at all places throughout the park. He is usually just called by boy in the striped shirt. Um, and he's seen frequently running beneath, like, the supports for one of the coasters, which is the Colossus coaster. It's a wooden coaster. But there's no, like, deaths tied to that kid, I don't think, like, inside mm. the park. I don't believe there was any, like, stories or anything about that, which is pretty weird. But, like, that one is the one, like, Visitors will tell you that. People who have worked there for, like, years will tell you that he is in the park, which is interesting, <laughs> even though there's, no, like, no deaths tied to it. And then there's also ghost stories surrounding, like, specific rides in the park. Um, so this paranormal blog called Haunted History of the Tri-State um, tells this uh, about this coaster named Goliath, where uh, I think this was either like late 90s, I think maybe early 2000s, a woman named Pearl Santos had a brain aneurysm on the ride and she passed away while riding it. Um, And they found her when they pulled back in the station. Um, But since then, many like maintenance and security officers have reported issues with the ride's phoning system, which has been known to like send out calls after the ride is closed and like all the workers have left the ride. And it sends out calls that are just filled with nothing but static. Um, that's creepy yeah very creepy and like there was one report that when this happened a bunch of security workers like went to go check out the ride afterwards but there was like of course there was nobody around and they just felt like dread when they were looking at it and then let's see another one uh, is called Revolution which that got updated in like 2016 so this is like the old version of the ride um and there's a tragic incident where a part-time worker uh was struck by a coaster car and fatally injured in 1996 um and since then many other workers and riders have reported hearing like hysterical street screams towards the end of the ride <laughs> are they sure that's not just the riders <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, Maybe, maybe not. 
don't know. I feel like at the end of the ride, you're coming like come coming down from like everything. So I feel like I would be kind of scared if I heard. It's like the ride ends and then they're screaming. Yeah, <laughs> like, especially if you're riding that like at night and you just hear someone scream like bloody murder. I couldn't imagine. No. Imagine if like you were scared of roller coasters and that was the first roller coaster you rode really? and you just hear histor- yeah. hysterical screaming. Like, I I think I'll ride. stop for good. I think it's my last one. Um. So then we have Six Flags New Orleans, which is different because this park hasn't been open since 2005. Um, it was pretty much caught in the thick of Hurricane Katrina uh, in 2005, and it closed around a week before the hurricane hit and never reopened. Um, I think even to this day, there have been like talks about plans to revitalize the park and like remake it and everything, but it still hasn't come to fruition. Um, so it's still abandoned, and it's slowly being overrun by plant life, which makes it uh, one of the largest abandoned parks in the world, and a lot of urban explorers obviously go mm-hmm. there and check it out. Um, many have also reported strange phenomenon occurring. Uh, they've heard, like, crowds chattering and, like, sounds of carnival games and, like, bells and chimes oh. in the park. Um one of the things I think is the most fascinating is their reports of lights turning on and like people have heard sounds of the coaster motors starting and stuff like that, which is literally impossible because the park is not on the power grid at all. Oh. So it can't use power at all. And <laughs> very Yeah, the last part like the part about the lights and stuff and the motors is like the part that got me the most because it was like Ooh. Yeah. I wouldn't want to, like, be walking around and hear it's that. like, everything else maybe you can explain away, but that's no. just not possible. Yeah. And then sort of as, like, a final fact, I feel like a lot of people know about uh, the Superman, like, drop tower at Kentucky Kingdom that left a young girl, like, with her feet, like, yeah. severed, completely yeah. severed. Oh, my God. I feel well, like a lot of people know about that um, because I, I remember hearing about that countless times but what people might not know was that Kentucky Kingdom was once a Six Flags park and was under the company's operation at the time of that incident so that is kind of scary how did that even happen how did she even lose her feet I think it was something like a cord on the ride snapped or something I didn't look into the details just because I'd heard it a lot of times Um, but I think it was something like the cord on the ride snapped and like just slash at her feet oh and my. just Ooh. took them. Yeah. And they were able to reconnect one. No. But, <laughs> which I, when I, I was like, that's, I'm don't, I didn't know that was possible. But her other leg had to get amputated, which is sad. Which is so scary. Like, that's why yeah. I don't like roller coasters at all. It's just because, it, like, you hear these horror stories and it's like, that's yeah. a lot of risk for not a lot of reward in my mm-hmm. eyes. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, my... Th- theme or my topic is Universal, the Universal theme park in Orlando. Um, I couldn't find a lot of like hauntings, but I did find a few notable ones. Uh, the, the hauntings I did find were very odd, um, and some of them were really creepy. Um, I'm going to start off with the Frank Stites aerial stunt accident. So um, a long time ago, I think in like the 1970s or so, uh, there was a there was an aerial stunt like show and there was this 
it was like two planes dog fighting, you know, for show. And one of them, the pilot, Frank Stites, uh, after he dropped the quote unquote bomb on the other uh, <laughs> airplane, he supposedly lost control of his plane. And 60 feet from the ground, he, like, it's speculated, like, they didn't know if he jumped out of his own accord or if he, like, got ejected, but he fell, when his plane was starting to crash, uh, he fell 60 feet to the ground outside of his plane and died. And there's, like, a picture of it and everything when I was looking this up. Like, yeah, there's there's a real picture of this. And so this leads me into the haunting. So, um... There's a story online where one of the guys that worked on, like, haunted houses stuff was just walking around at Universal Studios, and when he went to the back lot specifically, he didn't even know about this aerial stunt that happened so long ago. Um, he heard what he said was diabolical laughing in this <laughs> back lot. And, and he's, like, you know, does, like, haunted house stuff, so he wa- he wasn't as jumpy, but he said he bolted, and he <laughs> went, he was told to go back, and everyone's, like, didn't believe him. They're, like you're full of shit, like, go back and investigate what you heard. And he said the next time he went, he heard the laughing right as he went to the back lot, and it felt closer than when he was there last time. And he ended up talking with a lot of employees, and people were saying they were seeing a guy in an aviator suit walking around in that back lot, and they heard the laughing. And so he did some research and found out about the story of how this uh, Frank Stites died. And so what I find weird is that in order to in, in order to kind of make a monument to him to show that he isn't he wasn't forgotten, they made a mannequin of him. <laughs> and they said ever since they've created that mannequin, they dressed up in like aviator suit and stuff, there has been no laughing and no ghost sightings since. But I'm like I, I'd be creeped out if there it. was a mannequin. Like, what would happen if, like, some some random person at Universal just decided to destroy the mannequin? Like, that was my thing. I'm like, no, no. oh, shit. Like, hearing about the whole chain of events that led up to this, like, I'm jumpy. And so if I heard, like, I, like, I, I get scared by horror movies. And when I heard, like, the laughing mm. coming out for, like, the back lot, like, that would scare the piss out of me. I would have ran, too. I wouldn't have even gone back. Even better, the mannequin moves. Oh my no, God. no, <laughs> not that's, that. That's why they only have like dog shows now, like animal shows where like animals do tricks now, instead of like live <laughs> shows lights. where you the, are in a plane and like flying. The around. aviator show was like an a- they were actual planes, like people. F- yeah, they were flying, flying planes. planes, and the worst part was right before this, um, Frank Stites was meant to replace this other guy who also died in an aviator oh, accident. Wow. Like his friend had recently died, and like another aviator show and so he kind of stepped up to do this show and then he died and there's like news article headlines and stuff on it if you look um trying to find the exact year here but yeah it and the worst part is like this ghost was spotted near the psycho house and (laughs) on universal's site so i'm like i think i'm good um that's one of them uh, the other one I have that is really interesting, there's this, like, studio place called, it's a Hollywood Studio, or stu- uh, Stage 28. Um, there was this, like, it was where uh, Lon Chaney's uh, Phantom of the Opera was going to be performed, mm-hmm. and people just, like, this is just a small ghost sighting, but people reported seeing a black cloak stranger, like a black shade, just kind of, like, walking up in the balconies and, like, watching the shows. Huh. Um, and it was just by multiple actors, but 
I, I thought it was worth mentioning. Again, there's not really a lot of, like, stuff here at, like, Universal, but I did just find, like, the ones I did find were very interesting. I did have a death occur uh, in the Revenge of the Mummy ride. This guy, uh, if I look here, in 2004, there was a dude that fell four feet off the loading platform. As he was getting into the ride, he fell four feet down and he uh, he didn't die on site, but he died later after he mm-hmm. got like the surgery. Huh. But yeah, he was just stepping into the ride, and I guess he fell four feet. Which I'm mm-hmm. like, how do you how? fall? Like, I don't know. I feel like when I go to Orlando now, there's like a lot of safety rails making sure right. that you can't fall off. But I don't know. I mean, how do you die from a four feet fall? Did he die? Did he? He was like, just stepping on onto the. Well, he was stepping onto it, and it said he just fell four feet onto the loading platform, like, onto the track. Like, he fell off the loading platform onto the tracks. He must have, like, landed on his head or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there's a common theme with all of our stories with, like, people getting up on rides or, like, falling. (laughs) Yeah. Usually it's, like, 50 feet, though. I found, like, an entire like, Wikipedia page for accidents yeah. and Six Flags, and mm-hmm. 90% of the time it was, like, this happened because this person had entered an unauthorized <clears throat> riding yeah. position. I was like, oh, well. It's, like, that's part of the the amusement park's job, though, is to make sure yeah. people aren't doing stupid things. Like, you physically can't get to these areas you're not supposed to be in. Yeah, well... So, my ghost story that I wanted to talk about, because this was probably the weirdest one I found out of all of these. Like, the the aerial stunt one, like, the, that ghost mm-hmm. was, like, creepy. This one, to me, is creepy, but also extremely funny. Um, so, there there's this, like, 40 Shrek attraction that used oh to gosh. be, like, Alfred... It was, like, Alfred Hitchcock's greatest scares, but... <laughs> so, that, so, that was, like, before the Shrek... <laughs> like ride or like Shrek 4D attraction and they tore that the Alfred Hitchcock stuff down in order to make room for the 4D Shrek attraction and apparently Alfred Hitchcock's ghost actually haunts this place and not only has there there's been multiple sightings and people have like talked about certain things like going off like I have one right here and I'll just quote it because I just thought this was creepy as fuck and I just would never step into this if like uh, one of the co-workers said um, that the weirdest experience they had was one evening they were waving to the last group out the door, and as they walked back to the Pinocchio, like they were walking back, the Pinocchio animatronic started rapidly kicking its legs, and then it stopped. And then it said the room was deathly silent, and they just got an uncomfortable feeling. And then, like, other people were just talking about how the lights would go on and off and the doors would slam shut. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just find that weird that this is all happening in the Shrek 4D attraction. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock is real mad yeah. that they replaced him with Shrek. Shrek. I mean, I, I, if I was a ghost, I'd be kind of mad, too. But it's just, like, I thought it was just, like, some made-up shit. And then I saw all these, like, people working on site that just had all these stories of, like, yeah, lights going off, doors opening, um... But then the Pinocchio thing happened. Like, there's just a bunch... Everyone had a bunch of different stories. So, like, even though Universal doesn't have that many, like, ghost sightings, Mm -hmm. the ones they did are, like, super creepy, but also kind of, like, really funny. I just didn't think the Shrek attraction would just have something, but... It's not the one you think would be the most haunted. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, again, that that's mainly what I had. I didn't find as much um, as you guys in terms of deaths. Uh, there were, like, a few, like, the guy falling off. There was a lot of injuries, like, people falling off rides or, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, but most of them ended up, like, living. So... I didn't really see that many deaths, so I guess Universal. It's the okay. safest. It's the safest yeah. one. Maybe <laughs> it's because it's newer. Because I mean, Universal's the Universal theme park hasn't been open for a super long time. No when I mean, did it open? Do you know? I have to look. Or it it didn't open. I I don't think it's been open that long, unless like maybe I'm just making up shit. Many of the newer parks also have the benefit of like there actually being jurisdiction over like safety protocols and stuff that I think that was like there's literally like a a roller coaster like safety act or something like that that (laughs) I was reading about and I think that was more like early 2000s introduced so our parks that have kind of been around since more of the 19th century was a little bit worse history than the yeah. I mean, shiny Universal Park. If you were to pick like which park you want to go to, you want to go to one made newer yeah, rather they than... Are, like, yeah. yeah, like the one in Orlando opened up in 1990. So mm, uh, yeah. these this theme park specifically, but I think the aerial stunt accident happened at another like location because that happened in like 1915. No. So that, Ooh, that was no. a long time. That's a long time. 1950. Yeah. I going to say 50. And was, yeah, I know. Yeah. I thought it was 50, 50. but like it's 15. I, like, I hearing all, like, I'm actually, like, a big roller coaster person, but just hearing all these, like, I would not, like, seeing, like, children running across the tracks or something mm. would scare the crap out of me. But I just always used to hear, like, the ghost stories and stuff because, like, I used to go to Kings Island a lot. My family has, like, season passes and, like, my, I just remember I would talk to my dad about, like, I wanted to swim in, like, the big fountain because it just looked fun. No. He's like, oh, don't do that. People yeah. have died in there. You get electrocuted. And I'm just like, <laughs> he's telling this to, like, a six-year-old kid. And I'm just like, oh, okay. It's like, effective, yeah. though. It did. I never jumped into the pool. So uh, that's all I had for my group. So. All right. Well, that's all we have. Thank you for listening. Thank you all for coming. Bye. Bye.